Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. who is now in at Tottenham, back in English football today. He's in a Ramona! Yeah, I agree. Jakes is gone. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. You can follow me at a Stedka. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok at Tottenham Depot. Yes, we have a TikTok account now, which is not something I ever thought I would say, but it is true. Uh, so you can follow us on all of those places. Uh, transfer window nearing a close, and I've got three of my good friends here to talk about it. Uh, going to be a, a, a different pod today, a, a somewhat shorter pod, because we don't have all the information that we want. But here at the Tottenham Depot, we are going to be back with you later in the week once the window has slammed shut, as they say, as they love to say. Uh, and we will give you all the information that we know. But up until now, uh, there are some things to talk about, and I'm going to do that today with uh, three of my favorites. We'll start by throwing it out to the Todd father himself, at TC underscore Cachot. Todd, what's going on, my friend? Gentlemen, any day that you get to talk about Tottenham Hotspur uh, doing some business in a transfer window. Hell yeah, a January transfer window with some business getting done is a good fucking day. These are facts. Uh, I can also tell you that um, any day that you're able to uh, to bring in uh, a couple of folks or at least have a conversation around bringing in a couple of folks, it looks like the, the business is officially done, according to Flab Romano, um, that involves uh a couple of guys that are that are not only proven winners but young proven winners for for one of uh europe's most storied teams it's a big day it's a big day these aren't random clowns from portugal no 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 <laughs> these uh these are proven winners uh, uh, proven internationals uh for their respective countries that are going to come in and immediately make this Spurs side a better team. Um, that's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting indeed. We will get into it. We've also got Scott with us at DSM Spurs. Scott, how are you, my friend? Cardi B is buzzing this morning because, oh, Bentakr is right here. <laughs> and I am also buzzing. Um, uh, obviously, we haven't, haven't announced it yet, right? But, um, both of these guys excite me very much, but Benteker is somebody who I have wanted at Spurs for years and I think is a very under-the-radar, extremely talented ball progressor, and I cannot wait to watch him play for Conte. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really exciting morning. And just so happens that in two and a half hours, the U.S. kicks off against Canada in a massive fucking qualifier. So what a Sunday. With no Tim Weah. Sad days. Uh I have no idea what just happened, but apparently that's going to work on the TikTok. I don't know. Maybe that's what Scott's going for. Uh, is a Cardi B <laughs> reference? Who knows? I'm, I am here to deliver to the children. 
God, don't don't but, yeah. Tottenham don't Depot is for the children. Let's let's uh let's Jesus strike Christ. that from. All jokes aside, please cut that out, Andrew. I do not. Want that. <laughs> like, We're losing. We're gonna pause. Lose please in. actually cut that. <laughs> Shuban is with us as well at the real Shuban. Shubs, what's going on, my friend? Um, going right, guys. Um, yeah. Um, if rumor is true, um, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Rodrigo Bensoncourt and um, Scotty's friend Dave. Um, him and I, him and I, have the last three and a half years have been this back and forth saying, "Can we, can we have Rod? Can we have Rod? Can we have Rod?" And he keeps saying no. And so, yeah. But it's interesting. I think, obviously, I know we'll talk about this later, but. Twitter is a very nasty place and it's got some really weird reactions about how we sign a player, how we not sign the player. And just to, one of my friends celebrated the anniversary of um, her being cancer free. And I think people get so caught up in the transfer window. There are much more important things than that. But for this half an hour, this is the most important half an hour of your life. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, there's no question about it. There, there, and and actually, we're not going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that right fucking now because there is um, uh, some kind of of some kind of sickness with this with this club and its and its supporters. And look, I know it's not not just Spurs supporters. It is it is all all clubs have this going on. But the January transfer window. And really any transfer window, but specifically the January transfer window causes people to lose their goddamn minds. And <laughs> what we have seen in the last week on specifically on the bird app, but really just in culture is absolutely insane. Spurs fans have completely lost their shit with the goings on in the last week. And look, does it seem like Spurs wasted 20 eight days uh, pursuing a Damachari only for him to spurn them for, for, for Barcelona. Yeah. It seems like that, but we don't really know if that's the case. Does it seem like Spurs, um, you know, wasted a week, week and a half going after uh, a, a player named Luis Diaz, who is now signed for Liverpool. Yeah. It seems like that, but we don't really know that we don't really know anything. And I think that's the key is that you, Mr. Twitter man, Twitter gal, uh, t- fan t- at TFC, t- t- THFC fan. You don't know shit. None of us do. We're all just speculating and we're all just being angry for the sake of being angry. And I'm kind of sick of it. I-, I logged off a couple days ago. I don't really give a shit anymore what you think, why you think that Enoch out, Enoch in, Levy this, Paratici this. It is. <clears throat> A pox on our house as Spurs fans, the way that 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 we as a collective have acted over this last week over the, the January transfer window. And this is part of the reason, folks who know me, you know, that I hate transfers in general. This has been a nightmare dealing with everything over the last week. And I'm so glad that in a little more than 24 hours, this whole shit show will finally be up behind us. Okay. I 100% appreciate that rant andrew because you're absolutely right by and large many people uh on the bird app many people within this fan base have lost their goddamn mind when it comes to what they do and don't know or what is being reported there are a few things at play here the first thing is we haven't won shit in forever and we've talked about this ad nauseum but realistically anytime something bad happens to a franchise that has had a lot of bad shit happen in the last rememberable history 
It feels like it just compounds all of those losses. Every time Liverpool gets Luis Diaz over us, they beat us in the Champions League again. It very much feels that way, or at least that's the way that a reactionary fan base acts in an app that allows you to be reactionary to real-time <laughs> information. Sure. So this is essentially what we've been seeing. And you're right. It's been foolishness. And the thing is, is that everybody, like... <laughs> The, the the idea of like everybody scoffing at the job that Paratici is doing because we're 20 however many days into a transfer window and we haven't signed anything. Acting like this guy doesn't know how to do his job. Acting like he didn't win 10 Screttos in a row or whatever with fucking Juve. Acting like this guy isn't one of the greatest directors of football operations working in the world today because you're angry um, that your team hasn't signed anybody and you live in a Detroit suburb and you're grumpy about that, like, get over yourself, right? This this is not this is not anything more than it's January, it's cold, we don't have shit to talk about, we're in the middle of an uh, international break, so we don't even get to watch our team play. We just got our ass kicked down the road three times in a row by Chelsea. Like, there's a bunch of folks that have a bunch of sour grapes in their mouth right now, and they're just squeezing and allowing them to marinate over this transfer window. Well, now, politely, respectfully, shut the fuck up and appreciate the job that this club is doing to change the course of our history. I, 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 I hear you, man. And look, I get skepticism. I'm, I try to be a skeptic at times, even when it's not warranted. But for people to lose their mind before the window has even closed, just because 28, 29, 30 of the 31 days have ticked by and the club has made no official announcements. And look, that's still the case as we're recording this this lovely podcast that you're that you're being blessed with in your ear holes right now. Uh, that is still the case. This this club has not announced anything officially, but we know stuff's coming. And if, if everyone can just like put their their their, their calm pants on and their calm shirts on and stop stripping and running naked down the street and lighting themselves on fire, everyone will be okay. We'll, we'll all get through this. I think, I think. Um, and if we don't, we don't, but I think for the most part, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Honestly, the, the only thing I'll add to what you two just said, well said, um, I think a very important thing in life, and I'm not even like joking right now. I, I think it's worth discussing. It's not stressing about things that are out of your control. It's extremely important, uh, especially with regards to having healthy mental health, right? And I think certainly apply that to the transfer market and you'll be better for it. Um, I said it on the last show. It's not my money. It's not my club. It's not my scouting department. And I certainly don't report to, to Joe Lewis, right? Um I can't control what happens. And so therefore I'm just going to sit back and be a Tottenham fan and, and enjoy my January. Right. And there was a day where a uh, time in my life where I did get really worked up about the transfer market and we were on the cusp of really titles and not signing people. And I was never upset, but it was like consuming. Right. And just, I really, really mean it. If you can get away from that, you'll be a much happier football fan for it at least. Right. Um, it's a, it's an important thing. There, there, there's just things in life that are going to give you legitimate reason to be upset and stressed and concerned and 
the transfer market just shouldn't be one of those things, right? Or, you know, I, I don't mean to tell anyone should or shouldn't. Decide for yourself. But in my opinion, the transfer market just shouldn't be one of those things that that, that we apply stress into our lives through. Um, so, yeah, but but I'm glad we signed a couple of guys, right? And I'm glad Twitter will probably calm down a little bit because it's certainly been a very unenjoyable place the last month. Well, and I get the passion that people have too. Like it, that's great, sure. and and we love that. It's the it's the irrational behavior <laughs> that is just it's beyond. But I look, I I think we've said enough about stupid people and and stupid people acting stupid because that's what they're going to do. Um, and look, I'm not calling everyone stupid. I'm just saying most of you are stupid, and and we are as well. So um, let's yeah. yeah. And, and let me just say something quick too. I mean, I you know I, I bring up I bring up things there that. You know, can't even be sensitive. You know, I, I cited e- even things like mental health. And I'll just say if, if there is anybody who isn't isn't having a great time or, or you know, isn't in a darker place, I'm always happy to speak with you. Um, if the transfer window has led to, you know, a tough month for you, I don't think less of you. I don't fault you. And I would be happy to speak, you know, about things that I've gone through in my life and maybe what it looks like on the other side of those things. So. Mental health is important. I'm always here to speak back to football. I love that. Thanks for that. And and that's well said. Let's let's dive into what we know. Um, like I said, we're gonna come back later in the week when all of this has settled. But let's talk about these two players from Juventus that appear to be on their way to Spurs. Dayan Kulisevsky and Rodrigo Betancourt. Um, let's start with Kulisevsky, 21-year-old Swedish national, midfielder, winger. It, it sounds like a deal around 40 million euro plus add-ons, loan fees, all this kind of stuff. Um, a potential buy clause in there that would be made mandatory with Champions League qualification slash maybe appearances. Again, we don't know the details, but this is what it seems like and is what's what's been widely reported. Todd, jump in here. So it's 10 million for the loan fee. And then if we, it's on an 18 month trial. If we make Champions League, it turns into an obligation. That's where the other 30 mil is due. But realistically, what we're actually looking at on this is let's try this guy out for a year or so, see if we like him. If not, we shelve him, stick him with the under 23s, and we don't see the, the clause and everything's fine. We ship him back. I mean, the business that's being done, especially on this deal right here is ridiculous let's just talk about the business side of it right now it's it's so good to take a a player with somewhere in between a 25 and 40 million valuation and be able to rent him for 10 million it's outstanding yeah i i mean look i don't i I knew more about adama Traore and luis diaz i know i knew about Traore because he played in the premier league i knew about diaz because i I play with him on fifa (laughs) like that's the only reason i know about these guys I don't know anything about these 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 two guys that are reportedly coming in from Juve. Um, it, great, I, everything you just said, Todd, sounds great to me. I, like this is part of the part of the transfer stuff that you know not to not to harken back to what we just talked about, but like most people who who follow Spurs cl- even follow Spurs closely or follow the Premier League don't know enough about these these two players to make a true evaluation or how they would fit into a Conte system or into Spurs or into England in general. I mean, we see this all the time. We've seen this with players that have come in over the last few seasons. So, you know, when it comes to a guy like Kulusevsky, I see 21 year old, you know, I've heard some things, read some things, but I don't really know. I mean, Shuban, do we know anything until we see what's in front of us? 
Pretty much. I mean, I think one thing Paratici, or oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I said that wrong. Um, he will have seen some of these, some the, these two lads in training if he ever went to UVA training. So he kind of will know a lot more about them and their attitudes and their application. Which I think I don't. Obviously, we don't know what's going on between Andombele, Lacelso, and Deli Ali and Conte. But apparently, one of the things that have been, has been mooted is that, that you know, for whatever reason, the application, especially from Andombele, hasn't been there. So, from my perspective, Paratici does know these players. I think he might have signed both of them. I'm not too sure, but you know. So I think he, I think he's definitely sold. I can't Kulishevsky, but I mean Benson Core. I remember seeing in the World Cup in 2018. I, again, I joke with um, Dave because he, he's at the time we'd lot we, you know, Dembele was coming on his last legs kind of thing. Soko didn't become the goat that he ended up becoming a year later, and you know we needed a solid midfielder who was strong and could play a bit. And if anything, he's you know probably still strong and can still play a bit. And if that's what our manager wants, that kind of midfielder, you know, he doesn't want, but you know, like a like a like a Modric kind of like playmaker in midfield. He wants a big, solid, strong guy who can play a bit. Well, that is what Benson Core can do. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think I'm happy with that. I'm obviously, I mean, I'm just go to go go your point about Lucas Diaz. Um, I remember asking this question. I said, this is before we knew who was going out and who still may not go out. But I was thinking, like, why do we want five wingers and one striker? That just made no sense to me. I can understand that. I, I, I didn't understand that myself. So I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, but then again, I'm not the sporting director. I'm not the chief operating, operating officer of Spurs. And who knows? Maybe there still might be people, people going out. Um, it does look as if, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, Brian Hill may be going out on loan. Yeah, we'll so, and we'll touch on that for sure too. I, I I like your point though about about Diaz and and for that matter Adama. I think it's important for us to remember that these these rumors and these things that happened. You know, why would Spurs be bringing in more wingers? Um, I, I was never in on Adama. I liked the idea of Diaz same. if the price was right, but like, okay, we we missed out on him. The player wanted Liverpool. He got Liverpool. To me, if they're bringing in more wingers, it just tells me that Conte isn't satisfied with what's in-house. And we have to remember that Conte has only been in charge of this club for, what, two, two and a half months now. He still needs time to make changes that he wants. And it, it also speaks to the to the the rash of, of um, irrationality, I guess, the, of, of folks who are saying that Conte is just going to walk, which is, is, is more of the, the insane chatter. But yeah. go ahead, Todd. No, it's it. Kate, the Adama thing was nonsense. JPB in the mud on this makes me really happy because he called it out that it was going to happen at the beginning of the window and he's trash. But um, Ad- Adama was never going to play right wing back ever. And yeah. that was the position that we were looking for. Unnecessary winger FC is not what we were looking to be going forward. There's no George, Kevin, and Kudus coming in in this window, guys. Like, that's not what this is about. Like, these moves that are being made, like somebody said, you know. Paratici is playing 40 chess, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, we haven't come on to this player yet, but my favorite player that, that we're going to bring in in this window is same as Scotty's. It's Bentacore. It's, it's, this guy's a fucking stud. He is the guy that shores up the midfield in a silly way and allows us to make a big move for somebody that Dak might appreciate in the attacking midfield in the summertime. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that. Well, that's that's true. And Scott, I'm gonna let you come on to Benton Cornell, 24 year old 
Uh, central midfielder uh, from Uruguay, 19 million euros plus uh, another 6 million in add-ons is what's reported. Tell me what you love so much about uh, Rodrigo Betancourt. Yeah, man. I, I think, first of all, he he's one of those guys that is extremely talented. I mean, he's at Juventus, but I think he's been one of the mo- most affected by some of the changes at the club over the past four seasons, right? Um, he's just always kind of been there but never been – a staple in the 11, although he's most definitely talented enough to be right. Um, But for me, it's, it's really all about ball progression and we can go through stats all we want. I think the one that's most important is, is I pulled up this morning, actually pretty recently, um, a Squawka comparison matrix, the Musa Dembele in the 16, 17 season versus Bentacor's current season. He is playing quite a bit right now. Um, And the thing that stands out is Bentacor is almost, almost at like 75% of forward passes to Musa Dembele's success, successful forward passes to Dembele's only halfway through the season, essentially. So well, that again, many, many stats can factor in here, but he plays the ball aggressively forward and progresses the ball, um, you know, and he'll do it both through his take-ons, which he does, uh, you know, his take-on percentage doesn't boast as well as Musa Dembele's. Musa Dembele was an 84% that season, or currently Bentecourt is at a 63%. So a lot to stack up there, though. We're talking Musa Dembele, who might be the greatest player of all time when it comes to, to a one-on-one take-on, right? No, I'm, I'm not even joking. ball one-on-one with a ball at your feet, nobody better, right? So it's tough to compare to Musa Dembele, but... Again, like I said, it's those it's those successful forward passes that I'm most excited about. Um, you know, and and he, he's got defensive acumen for sure, but that's certainly not what we bought him for. We've got Oliver Skip and, and Peh hanging around, right? So we need somebody to, to 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 move the ball forward and pick and pick those passes and break the lines. And I really feel strongly that we just got a guy who will do that very well for us, and we got a guy who knows how to do that in a Conte system pretty much immediately. Yeah, I, I, I love all of that. And look, th- these guys coming in, great. I, I can't wait to see it and can't wait to overreact with all of you the first time they lose they lose possession or, or something goes wrong because um, we know that that's going to happen as well. Um, there are other irons in fires right now. We don't really know enough. We know about these two guys, and, and it seems like these two will get over the line before uh, the – door slam shut which i or the window slam shut which i love i love saying because it's such a cheesy line um there's also it's also important to note that that some of the irons that are in fires could be future irons that that are you know stuff being worked on for the summer so i think all of that's um really important some of the stuff you hear about could come back around during the summertime let's let's talk now that we've kind of hammered down what we know incoming wise let's talk briefly about some outgoings that we're confident in happening. Tanki and Dombele to Lyon. It sounds like we'll be alone with a with an option to buy um, going forward. Obviously, this has not worked out for Spurs. It's a it's a cut your losses type of thing. Um, I think we all saw what happened uh, in the match against Morecambe a few weeks ago, and we know that's th- that was that pretty much. Um, I don't know what else there is to say really about Tangi and Dombele, but if anyone wants to jump in and say it, now would be the time because it seems like this is the last chance we'll get. Go ahead, Shubes. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead No, no, Shubes, take it down. Well, 
Well, no, um, someone just said this very interesting stat about like the record signings at all the clubs and of, of all the 20 Premier League clubs. And if you look at them, only say three or four of them have gone on to like done really well, like Van Dyke, obviously at Liverpool, Tielemans at um, Leicester. I can't remember who the other one was. But it's always a risk when you buy a player at such a heavy premium. I mean, so many clubs are after him. We thought it was a huge coup to get him, and it, and it was. It just hasn't worked out. And now we're selling him back to the club where basically we bought him from at a huge loss. Well, that happens. I mean, I think if you look at, say, Man United, they bought Pogba for about 90 million plus 10 million agents fees, and they probably could lose him for nothing. So at least we're going to get some money for him. And, you know, it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. I wish him, I wish the lad all the best. We know how talented he is. But ultimately, um, I think I think TC can appreciate this more. But I think, was it, was it Brady? He didn't get selected for a lot of his first choices. But he worked hard at his game. And he's now probably one of the greatest American fo- sportsmen of all time, especially one of the greatest American footballers of all time. Because you have to be willing to put the work in and graft and put, you know, and really turn up when it's pissing down, when it's not going your way, and have that mental strength to do that. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, in Dombele, it just hasn't worked out. Maybe it's the language, because um, obviously I don't know how much English he, he does speak. And obviously when you lose people like, um, I think, Sissoko and Aurea, who were fellow French speakers, having lost that may not have helped him. But ultimately... You've got to decide. It's your career. It's your life. You know, you've only got what 10, 12 years, and you have to make the best of it. Because that, that, and then that's it. There are so many players who I've seen, not just, um, not just Ndombele. I remember seeing Stan Collymore, who at that time I thought could be England's one of the best strikers in England. Yeah, you know, he had it all: physically strong, great technical, great feet, but the mentally and temperament just wasn't there, and he never really progressed. And that's just what, mm-hmm. and it's sad what happens. But, you know, unfortunately, that's what happens. I wish well, Tongi and all the best. And I, you know what, Shubes, I really appreciate you taking the high road right there. And I'm glad that we led with your take on this because I'm not going to take the high road. Fuck you, Tongi and Dombele. The fact is, is that you are the worst person in sports. And the reason why I say that is because you have all the talent in the world but you can't get your head screwed on straight. This has nothing to do with the language. This has nothing to do with, oh, Tongi isn't happy. Fuck Tongi being happy. Play football. It's what we pay you for. This is why you're here. We spend more money on you than we spend on anybody else. That should show you that we want you here more than anything else. We gave you the keys to this car. And when you felt like it, you were incredible. And that's why I fuck you to you. And that's why you get to go back to where you came from. Because we've heard this. We heard it from Dan Kilpatrick. We heard it from Ali Gold. We heard this across the board. That Tongi is Tongi's biggest fucking enemy. And the reason why is because he can't get out of his own God-blessed way. He starts believing his own hype. As soon as he starts playing well, then he starts getting too big for his britches. And then he alienates his teammates and his coaches. And then all of a sudden, he's unhappy again. Get out of here, you moody fuck. Like, go play football. If you don't want to play football, go home, right? Just don't waste all of our time. This is going to be one of the biggest additions by subtractions that I've ever seen in a club. Him and, for my opinion, and he's not out the door yet, and I wish that he was, but at this stage of the game, him and Deli Alley, I think, are two of the biggest distractions left in this club right now. Um, Gio being moody and kind of a prick, not surprising, to be fair, and he can get pissed too. Like, And that's, and that's fine. We'll, we'll talk about him later on. But for the time being, Andrew, 
love Tongi and Dombele. I'm glad that he is going to end up going back to Lyon where he came from because he doesn't deserve a move someplace else. He needs to he needs to put in the work, and there is no substitute for the work. There there is no substitute for the work, and I, I agree with you on on that. And he it didn't work out. I mean, that's it, this shit sometimes doesn't work out. Scott, let's let's throw in Lucelso and and, and Deli Alley because these are the three that everyone's kind of been talking about. And it seems like Ndombele will get a move, but with these other guys, you know, it, it, it's it's wait and see. There's there's still time for something to develop in the next you know twenty four to, to thirty six hours. But your thoughts on on Tangi back to Lyon and and these other guys maybe maybe getting loan deals. It seems like on the surface nobody wants Deli Ali, which I can understand because of everything that goes along with Deli Ali and just you know him not having shown anything that, and, and the cost that, that would be incurred there. And with LaCelso, it seems like there's more options, but I don't know. What, what do you think about these three guys? Man, your question already covered all my hot takes. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm, it's fine. I, I'll say this. With Tongi, wish you all the best as a person, right? Get out of my club quickly. I'm very happy he's leaving. Um, would feel the same way about Gio. Wish you all the best as a person. Get the fuck out of Tottenham as quickly as possible. With Delhi, same way. You guys know I haven't been a fan of Delhi for about three years. He did some stupid shit off the field that I wasn't a fan of. And, um, you know, maybe I'm a little bit hypersensitive at times to that shit. It is what it is. But I'm, I'm, I hope he leaves. I think, again, wish him all the best as a person. Delhi has done himself no favors. He has looked like shit on the field. Again, done some really stupid shit off the field. Um, if anyone wants to know what I'm referencing, feel free to hit me up, right? But um, I can't imagine there's many clubs that want Deli Ali around their locker room, right? So he's he he might be the one that's really fucked himself here. I think Tongi and Gio can survive this. But all that aside, wish you all the best as human beings. Would grab a beer with you anytime. Um, but most importantly, we can look at all the players. My my little rant is this: at Tottenham. Anytime we sign a player, i.e. Tongi, who is, we think, that Real Madrid, Barca, City level, it's not a good thing. Like, it's a fucking red flag. Like, it's always going to be a red flag. We are not able to compete with them when it comes to signings. We live and die with the Hyungmin Sons and the Deli Alis and the Tobies and the Eriksons. And that kind of screams Ventiker and Kulevsky to me, or however we say his name, right? So, again, I'm not... I'm not shouting that the two guys we're about to announce are going to be one of those situations, right? But that's kind of the signing that we live and die by, most often live by over the past six years under Potch or whatever it was, right? So we don't need we don't need to be trying to sign that level of player because if we're able to, there's a reason we were able to, and it's probably not a good one, right? So I'll leave it at that. Wish you all through the best. Get the fuck out of my club. Come on, East Spurs. I, I think it's I think it's really key too that you're talking about a fit and and you you talk about um, Kulusevski and and Betancourt and how we anticipate that these guys will be fits for what Antonio Conte wants to do when we're talking about these other midfielders that are potentially on their way out in Dombele, Lacelso, Alley, we haven't seen the fit really for for a while now and that's been over multiple managers um, so I think that's the kind of the key to all of this when when you can continually try to put the square peg in the round hole um it's it's time to get the new a new peg uh essentially uh working for before we get out of here guys there's one more outgoing that 
seems like it's going to happen that we need to talk about. And this one is, I'll say it's puzzling to me because Brian Hill only came to this club in this past summer and hasn't gotten a ton of playing time. Um, we haven't been able to really see what, I won't say what was promised, but what was speculated on. Shuban, what do you make of, of Brian Hill potentially going back to Spain, uh, came from Sevilla, potentially back to Valencia on a loan deal? Well, I think the, the, the last three, four years taught us anything. We have serious issues with our recruitment in just terms of our decision making. And maybe, we, you know, we thought we can bring him in and get him to do a job, but he hasn't really adapted as quickly to Premier League as we would like. So he just needs a little bit more going time. Like, like we did with that French lad, um, Saar, um, we, we let him stay on loan for another year or something at his club to get some more game time. Now, obviously, when we signed him, we were in the Conference League. So obviously, we didn't see ourselves going out of that. So he thought, well, we'll give him game time in that and starts in that. Well, obviously, that hasn't worked out. So, you know, he needs game time. And I think ultimately, it'd be like, well, why have you loaned him to someone in the Premier League? Well, maybe no one in the Premier League was actually asking for him. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. As you've said before, it takes two to tango. And, you know, nobody was in the Premier League was asking for him. So maybe they'll look at that and say, Do you know what? Maybe we won't keep him. Maybe we'll sell him back or whoever. And so, yeah, we'll get him game time. He gets his value. He gets some regular matches, regular starts. So, yeah. So that, that, I, have, I have no issue with it. I'd like I'd like him to have gone to a Premier League side. But if there, if there was no suitors, then we need to get him game time. That's where he goes. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I would also say that I think Parachichi is going to come in and, and fix that directly. You're absolutely right, Shubes. Uh, there's been a ton of bullshit. Basically, since we lost a director of football, um, our recruitment has been hot garbage. And now we're this is what we're dealing with, is that we've got a bunch of players that uh, are not quite Premier League ready, um, that we paid soon-to-be Premier League ready money for. Um, and haven't been able enough to, to get the game time in order to get themselves Premier League ready, i.e. Jack Clark, i.e. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. Um, I mean, you go down the list, right, of, of all of these players, back to Luke Amos, if you want, right, that we just couldn't, they were kind of like those, in baseball references, those quad A players, right, that weren't quite ready for the, for, for the big time, but were too good to play in the minor leagues. Like, what are you going to do with those folks? Well, now... When you have Paratici and the relationships that he has across Europe, you can spend a little bit on these and either, like you said, Shubes, keep Pape Matassar hanging out in France uh, until the end of the year um, and send Brian Heel back to Spain to get that necessary game time where he ripped it up for multiple clubs in the past, this time with a bigger club where the stakes are a little bit higher. Plus, I like Valencia, so I can root for him. Like, all the way around, this is not a terrible idea, Mike. Yeah, I, I agree. It, don't, it doesn't seem on the surface like a big deal, um, especially if he's not going to get the game time at Spurs. It just He's not playing it, here. Yeah, and it strikes me as one of those moves that if he goes and tears it up in Spain, maybe that's where he belongs. I don't know, in the long term. Um, maybe he's just not, I don't know, physical enough or built for, for Premier League football, but we don't know. And it's just after six months, it feels like one of those moves that is like, okay, let's try this out. But again, important to remember when, when Brian Hill was signed, Antonio Conte wasn't the manager. So maybe no, there are he, different he, thoughts. What is he, 19, Andrew? I mean, like, you got to give this kid a break. He's got to grow into himself. He looks like a emaciated Ringo star right now. Like, you know, things are things. You got to give him a chance to grow into himself and we'll go from there. Yeah. He'll, well, he's, he'll a, be, he's a talent, buddy. He'll, he'll, he'll be 20. He'll be 20. He'll be 21 in two weeks, but yeah, I hear you. 
if, if, well, when if we bought look, it, it was nice. What are you gonna do? Well, if you look at this model of all these young kids going over to, to Spain slash Germany and being fairly successful by the time they're 20 years old, it makes a ton of sense. Like Brian Hill, it's it has nothing to do with his talent or ability. It's literally just his age and maturity and experience. Like he is just not ready to compete for minutes with Lucas, son, this new guy we've signed, Kulu. Damn it. I really need to learn this guy's name. Kulusevsky. Kulusevsky. Um, Steven Bergvine. Like those, we now have a quartet of guys who can play off of Harry Kane and Brian Heald just cannot compete with them. And like, this isn't FIFA. I'm not sticking him at wing back to get him minutes. That's fucking stupid. Like, just send him to Spain. Let him get minutes. Let him come back and compete next year with these guys, right? I think that's all this is. Um, we literally gave up Eric Lamella and almost $30 million for this kid. Like, there is a fucking reason for that. Paratici's not stupid. Like, this kid has a future. Let Valencia develop him. Let him go play against Barcelona, against Madrid. In the league, he's used to continue to build this confidence, which is probably fucked at the moment. Like, it makes a ton of sense to me. Well, all this stuff, you know, makes a ton of sense. And it also makes sense that it's all coming down to the wire because that's a lot of times not just how Spurs do business, but it's how a lot of teams do business. Um, Obviously, there's much more to be done. Much more will be done. We'll be back to talk about it later in the week. This is, um, you know... I get people are upset that Spurs missed out on player X or player Y, but you know, we just, we got to embrace player Z, I guess. And you know, get in, get in on that. I got to ask one question before we get out of here. Let's just say that this is it. How do you rate this window? Say no Uh, other business. Like we get, we get a couple of guys out. Like the, the people that we expect to go out are out. And uh, and these are the only two people we bring in. How do you rank this window? This is this How is where against though he ranking yeah. against your peers because um, Arsenal haven't bought anyone in, Man United haven't bought anything, City I think I had put one just, person in. Yeah, Julian Tavares City. just signed for them or whoever. Yeah. I was saying, are you ranking against your peers? Are you ranking it against what your goals you set out for in January? That's the thing. Is I, I look at it, I'm thinking, well, I, mean, I think Newcastle, who are probably the wealthiest club in the world. Have signed three players and, and and they are world beaters. Kieran Trippier, Chris Woods, yeah. And I, I don't know who the ball was. And Bru- Bruno, uh, Gr- Gruno Mars, Bruno Mars. <laughs> you know, I hear he'll catch a grenade for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah no, love you just I, the way you are. You know I mean? look, look, here's the way I rank it. If Spurs make the top four and and get themselves into the Champions League in this in this stretch run to this sprint to the finish it was a good window because they did everything they needed to do to accomplish what right now I feel like should be their goals. If they don't, that means there's even more work to be done in the summer. I, that, I know that's pragmatic of me and practical, but that's, I, I can't operate in any other way. I can't sit here and give a letter grade or a number grade to a window that isn't even complete. Um, well, no, even, that's not what even, I'm asking. No, no, no. I know, what you're asking. I, I know what you're saying, but I can't, I, like I said earlier, I've never really watched Kulisevsky or Betancourt play. So how can I say, you know, yeah, B plus to these guys. I have no fucking idea. So that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, uh, ESPN picked up Syria. And so I, I got to watch a fair amount of those games when we were tracking, like for a while we were tracking Gosens and we were tracking Telemans and we were tracking, um, with the Atlanta kid that went to the other Atlanta kid that, uh, 
Cast- Castanegi. Mm-hmm. From, uh, and uh, so I got to watch a lot of Serie A and I got to, lo- to watch a lot of what Scotty was talking about earlier with Benton Kerr when the ball progression. I mean, you know, obviously Juventus had world beaters up front and it was just get the ball to those guys. But the way that he was able to do that and break down defenses in, in a notoriously tough defensive league was impressive. Uh, I, I haven't watched a ton of Kulishevsky, but every time he wore number 44 for Juventus, which is my favorite all time number. And so like every time that I saw him on the screen, I kind of like keep an eye on him. Yeah. And I mean, for, for being a kid at that time of 20 or whatever, it was, it was as impressive as you could ask it to be. I think he only played for them really. I mean, a few times in the league, mostly in the cup. Um, but I mean, these are proven winners. These are proven winners. I can't complain. I look, I would be able to give you a much, um, rosier outlook and a much more definitive outlook if Spurs were and were, were signing Paulo Dybala and Weston McKinney because I've seen those players play and because Dakota would be you know jumping off of his house or something at this if point. we sign Weston McKinney I'm gonna cry like yeah I mean I, I I know those players I've, I've watched those players play more often um but but regardless I'm gonna it's it's wait and see because for me the way we rank this is where Spurs rank at the table at the end of the season. And that's what I want to see. If, if Paratici has done enough and Conte has done enough to put this team in position to perform well enough to do those kinds of things, I know pragmatic as hell, but that's, that's how I'm going to going to see this season as a success because right now this team's in position to go out and, and get a champions league spot. And for them to do that would be a great accomplishment for Mm -hmm. everything they've been through this season. I agree with that. I'm saying, obviously, there are players that are still to go. I mean, like, if, if you if we get Bentoncourt, someone like Harvey White's going to be looking at think, well, I need to get, get a loan move. It's not just we, – we look at – we always look at the big name players, but there are some other players like like your um, Harvey White's. Maybe I'm, – I'm not sure. You know, I mean, Joe Rodon, I think he might be – he's been linked with Brighton. If um, – I think it's the Brighton manager used to be his manager at Swansea, apparently. So he's been linked there. So, you know, there are there is movement going on. So I think – I think the outgoings will be just as important because right now Conte has got players and he's looking at them. Well, I can't play them. I, I don't think Rodon, he's barely even played them, has he? No, he, he barely has. So, so, and I think ultimately, um, no, no, I don't want to be harsh to Joe Rodon. I, don't, I can't remember him playing that much in the Mourinho, in all fairness. But ultimately, you've got players who aren't being played, but they're taking up the manager's time and training, coaches, everything. And if they're not part of the team, it doesn't help them. It doesn't help the manager. You know, we have to move them on or find them other clubs to play play out. And that's what we'll see, hopefully, in the next, uh, you know, like I said, 24 to, to 36 hours, all of this movement uh, happening. We will be back uh, later in the week to talk about all of it, but we're glad that, you know, we were able to talk about a little bit of it here now and kind of speculate and uh, rant and, and do all of those things. Um, that's going to do it for us this week on the Tottenham Depot. Be sure to follow us at Tottenham Depot, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, where we, we, we will figure out, uh, as old as we are, how to use that app and how to start uh, posting some content uh, and uh, getting it out to you all. We're going to try and get a little bit more into the video of it all and, and, and see how that works out. Um, but uh, for Scott, who is at DSM Spurs, for Todd, who is at TC underscore Kasho, for Shuban, who is at The Real Shuban, I have been your host, Andrew, at Astetka. This has been the Tottenham Depot. As always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. 
Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>